0: Jesus, that J, I'll tell you.
1: May, yeah. may, maybe I'm talking about danger, and my husband's the dangerous one.
0: Maybe we should be well, looking out for that but, one. But you're like complaining. Why are people offering my husband drugs when <laughs> he's off in of the alley smoking <laughs> <Yeah>. weed? <and laughs>
2: eat- Peekaboo, you fucks, you let see you, you Do you want to talk or do you want to bet? We had two bags of grass, 75 pellets of mescaline, five sheets of high-powered water acid, a salt shaker half full of cocaine, a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, lappers, also a quarter tequila, quarter rum, case of beer, pint of raw ether, two dozen amos. Patting cards is a foolproof system.
0: It's also illegal.
3: It's not illegal. It's frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. I'm pretty sure that's illegal, too. Yeah, maybe
2: after 9-11,
1: where everybody gets so sensitive. Thanks a lot, Vidnot.
3: Well, welcome back to Vegas Confessions, episode number 36. How you guys doing? Today, we have a jam-packed episode. We have Eric's trip report from Macau. Of course, we have our shout-outs coming through. We even have a bunch of gambling topics. We're going to talk a little March NCAA Madness. I have some tournament brackets that I filled out with You Can Bet on That and The 7 Out that are just going straight to last place. And we also have a little game that we're going to bring up called Bucket or Fuck It. So we're going to get into that stuff. But before we do, I'm your host, Julian. I'm Kelly. I'm Eric. Before we get started with the show, guys, I guess we let ladies go first. And let's start off with some shout outs.
1: I think I wanted to give a little shout out to my daughter, Sydney. She turned 18.
2: Oh, here's your birthday song. It a
1: very long. About, ooh, about three weeks ago now, almost a month ago, she is taking into her mama's footsteps for sure. She's been to the casino about <laughs> 10 times in the last month, <laughs> but but I mean, in a, in a good way because she's not like mama and she, does, she doesn't stay. Like she's no, played free money and as soon as she has their money, she's like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's get something to eat and I'm ready. So, I mean, last night we actually went to the casino because she had um, free money that they gave her on her card and my mom's card as well. And she went and we were in and out of the casino in maybe 35 minutes.
3: It's got to be a record.
1: And and that's what Julian said. I'm like, he goes, I don't think we've ever been to the casino and only stayed this long. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, guaranteed. But shout out to Sid. It was her birthday. And I also wanted to give a, a shout out to all of our listeners. Nice. Um, I really enjoyed the first episode and I love talking to, to Eric and I love talking to Jules and hanging out on the podcast every couple of weeks. And I hope it continues to be a great time.
3: Awesome. Eric, go ahead, bud. All right, I got a couple. So this one is
0: way overdue. Yeah, I got some
3: yeah, too. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So right before
0: the hiatus, I met up with Doug from Houston in nice. uh, Atlantic City. And uh, he came bearing gifts. He had chips from uh, different card rooms down by him. Oh, wow. uh, Doug, this uh, shout-out is now, I don't know, four months overdue, something <laughs> like that. But uh, better late than never, bud. Uh, it was nice to meet you and your friends and your wife, and uh, appreciate you hanging out. Also, uh, special shout-out to Han from Chicago. Nice. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll come up uh probably a couple of times during the conversation here, he also made it a point to uh, think of me while he was traveling through Asia, uh, even before I met up with him. So uh, thank you, Han. Thank you, Doug. And again, thank you to everybody for your patience.
3: I got to go on that one with you. Like, you know, we have one that's overdue, babe. I know you remember Kyle. Kyle whispers over on Twitter, man. Right, Our buddy yes. stopped by during the holidays when he was going up North California to go visit family. On the way back, he made Fresno area his uh, stopping point to stay the night at a hotel. And we had dinner with them and got to catch up with him and the family. So that was really cool to see them.
1: Had such a good time visiting with him and Sarah and, yeah. and the babies.
3: <laughs> time yeah. flew like, oh man, we got to go already. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, also, joey and norma gibson guys they just had their first granddaughter
1: congrats and she is beautiful yes yeah,
3: she is very happy for them that was a
0: what like is that baby ready for college
3: yet? Um, that's crazy. i think i, I think buy. i saw
1: facebook today <laughs> Brittany's facebook and i think the baby is a month old
0: yeah how fast
1: right yeah. time flies wow.
0: where the hell have we
3: been oh <laughs> well, congrats guys very cool our buddy jay schwartz eric um last week on the podcast when we talked about coming out for gamble He reached out immediately the same day the show was released and he's like, Hey Jay, I have a room offer for you. If you need it, I'm not using it. You know, you can use it. It's yours. Just let me know if you want it. And I just thought that was so cool. And a few other people, Hey, we're staying over here. If you need a room, we got an extra room. And again, guys, just super grateful. And thank you guys for being the way you are, man. You you listeners are great. We do this for the fun of it, but again, the interactions and meeting you guys, and just hanging out and getting to know you guys, and seeing you in Vegas and AC or wherever we end up, that's probably better than anything we can ask for. So again, just Jay Schwartz, keep being you, brother. You're awesome.
1: I love you, Jay. Well, I will miss you on this trip. I really will. <laughs> no, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean thought, I because thought we he figured goes this out. maybe, but he see he goes to bed. At like ten, and then he gets up like at four in the morning. He would see us on the craps table at four a.m. Right. But by that so time, he, I'll be heading back to Philly, <laughs> so I'll probably just no, miss him. You need you know? to be
0: wait, 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 wait. You need to be back at the hotel by like seven. <laughs> yeah.
1: so, right? so maybe I can so, meet up and do a crap session with him for like an hour no, and a half. So you, have you know,
0: to. You so have here's to. right. So he'll get up at four. so here, Here's the story, right? Like I can't stay up all night like you guys can. <laughs> I'll go to bed at a reasonable hour. I'll get up at five. I'll pick you up and I'll drive you back to the hotel.
1: Okay, yeah, That's right? a deal. So
0: this way, believe like five thirty, right? Yeah. That'll yeah. Okay, good. I'll be bright-eyed so, and bushy-tailed.
1: Uh, for, you know.
0: <laughs> exactly, and then you know you get to spend an hour with Jay while he's drinking his coffee at four in the
3: morning.
1: Yes, that sounds like a great plan. I'm gonna hold you up to that, Eric. Deal. Okay.
3: And again, my last one, just real quick is like Kelly said, the listeners, you know, with just the positive feedback on the podcast, when it came out the day of everybody, you know, sharing it and letting people know, Hey, what they're listening to. And just, you know, I was nervous about releasing the thing. Cause it was, you know, I, it was kind of nerve wracking cause I didn't want anything to come out sounding all messed up. I don't know how everybody does it. And I know everybody does it a little different, but again, was excited to do it and the, the, the feedback everybody you know between Kelly and hearing me and you back Eric i mean just fun and very welcoming so again it's a big part of why i lo- i love this community man good times again thank you guys yeah. so our buddy Eric had a trip to Macau recently how did it go buddy
0: it was interesting it was a good trip um, I'll answer any questions that you have. I'm trying to be careful because I, I want to talk about it here. I want to talk about it on the better life. And then we're going to debrief on Macaucast. Okay. So, so I don't want to double up on too many, but there's more than enough stories to go around. Okay. So, um, did you have specific questions or did you just want like funny stories?
3: Um, maybe just for you, like I was telling Kelly the other day, we were driving home from the casino. I'm like, you know, Eric, who's different than us you know we we're we're good with the standard stuff and i know you like stuff to be a little bougie so we wanted to know what what stood out to you what was the one thing that just made you go ah oh, damn this is it this is nice
0: oh uh, no this place was bougie as fuck <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> everywhere
0: this one well all right so i mean So full disclosure, uh, the vast majority of the trip, I played, I stayed at the Four Seasons and at St. Regis.
2: Okay.
0: So they're higher end properties to begin with, work in insurance and investments. So you you might imagine I spend a fair amount of time in a suit and tie in a meeting uh, where it's just quiet and reserved and there's not a whole lot of like exciting things happening. That's kind of Macau. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, the gambling like there is there's no emotion shown whatsoever it's really well maybe that's not true some sometimes but for the most part there's not a lot of emotion um the things that are fun like drinking and carrying on while you're gambling that doesn't really happen there unless you know it took me three days to figure out how to get a drink while you're gambling and you know i was told that that doesn't happen at all. We went looking for a bar at one point, and we went to four different places who all didn't have a bar. Oh. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, it was definitely a culture shock. Well, you know what? So while we're talking culture shocks, it, it really it works in both directions. Westerners are larger than Chinese people specifically, Asians in general, right? Is that fair? Yeah. Is it also fair to say that I am larger than the average Westerner? (laughs)
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) All right. So when I come walking in, and if we're talking about some of the more Asian-themed places, (laughs) I'm very much larger than everybody else there.
1: You were like so, the shack. You were like yeah, the, the shack of yeah, McCall. Was,
0: right. right. I, was, I was like shack walking through. I look different. I look much, much larger than everybody else. So, you know, there was – there were lots of like double takes and like people just staring. But but one, one woman saw me coming and she straight up hid behind a slot machine. No. And, and – peered around the corner to watch me as I kept going. Oh wow! I, I I didn't want to seem confrontational. I made it a point to smile and I waved to her as I walked by. <laughs> she, she wanted, she yeah, she wanted nothing to do with it. This was like nursery, <laughs> not nursery rhymes. What am I? What am I thinking? You know, the, the stories for the kids. You like, like the Jolly Green giant, giant.
1: giant? You know, they You're were like scared of you, jolly, but you were just the Jolly Green Giant. You're like, hey, what's up?
0: I, tr- I tried. Yeah. I tried to. Yeah, I didn't want to scare anybody, but there were there were definitely like, oh, oh, and, <laughs> and and the looks varied from why are you here to how did you get here to we don't want you here. Uh, oh no. To, yeah, it was you know. I mean, they it it was very very clear that. Um, those of us on this trip were different. Yeah. Um, and they weren't they weren't all negative looks, but they were there were a lot of looks. So for sure,
3: what would you say was the worst part? Just that uncomfortable vibe you were getting from people it was just or was there anything that stood out to you as well?
0: No, the worst part was trying to find a drink while gambling. That was definitely like, all right, come on. Now, uh, so the the funny thing is, around the third day, I figured out how to get a drink. And so, cause there's no cocktail waitresses that come around, they're not like they don't. They're not even. Uh, I I think I saw a tea trolley a couple of times. Wow. But like, not even like water are they provide? Well, there are bottles of water around, but you know, nobody's like coming up to the table or the machines trying to offer you a drink. If you're playing at a high enough level, you can ask and they will direct somebody to bring you a drink. And there's no smoking in any of the casinos. They have these smoking rooms that you can go into. But when I went into the American properties, uh, and when I say American properties, I mean the ones owned by MGM or uh, Sands. Right. And, yeah. So, you know, if you went into the VIP room, there were people smoking and drinking. And... It was not allowed. I mean it was definitely not allowed, but you know, they turned a blind eye in there. So the key was to hang out in there. But yeah, that's a that's a long way of saying like not to sound like an alcoholic, but like if I'm <laughs> if I'm gambling I wanna have a drink or two. And uh, the gambling wasn't super exciting, so there was more of a need for alcohol. Yeah, like you had to you had to work for it until you figured out the system.
3: So as far as the gaming was there, all your typical games, or was it just table games? Or had I, I know they had slots, right? I saw a few pictures that Han was putting up. That man, that guy yes. was all over.
0: He, oh, he was all over. <laughs> so slot slots were. Um, I, I think they had at least in the American. I'll. I'm just going to refer to them as the American properties. Yeah. Uh, they there was a lot of Lightning Link. There was a lot of um, some like very popular slots that you'd be familiar with. Everything else was a variation of some kind of dragon game. It was, uh, you know, there was more variety than I thought there would be. On the tables, you had about 95% Baccarat, no matter where you went. Um, The U.S. joints had craps. Everybody had blackjack. Limits were a lot higher than you would find here. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if you were there to gamble and you're a typical low roller, Um, there's not going to be an awful lot for you there. Additionally, I like video poker. I didn't realize how much I would miss video poker,
2: um,
0: (laughs) somewhere and specifically a video poker bar after like the third day of not being able to get a drink. What I would have killed for was a video poker bar where you could just have a drink, play some VP, hang out. For me, that was sorely needed over there. And I don't think I ever realized how much I enjoy that.
3: Would you say there was huge language differences, like at the dealers at certain properties, or was that all no problem?
0: I didn't have a problem with dealers at any point in time, and I did spend some time at properties that were really specifically, like, geared towards the Chinese. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were dealers that didn't speak English, but if I'm playing blackjack, the hand signal was sufficient. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and even the crabs. tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I would say there there were language barriers. Uh, it really, the hand signals were the same. Okay. So it, it didn't matter. They knew what I wanted to do.
3: So I know our buddy over at Do For A Win, Kyle, when he went on his most recent trip, he had people bet
0: on him. Did you have anybody yeah. bet on you? I did. I did. So it was, it was a little funny. Um, this guy looked like he was... 90 years old and yeah i mean he was an old he was he was an old (laughs) guy and so he sat down next to me and he wasn't playing his own seat he was just betting behind me
2: yeah
0: and uh we didn't think that he spoke any english because in this in this particular place that we were at nobody there spoke english i think we were the only people in the whole place that spoke english oh wow so he sits down and he doesn't say anything to us, and he's just betting behind me. And one hand, two hands, three hands, five hands, maybe ten hands in, and we're we're on a little bit of a run. And I'm pressing my bet, and he's pressing his bet. And I uh, caught a blackjack on one of the hands I was playing, and so you know he gets paid for the blackjack as well. Yeah, takes the money and he says, "Nice hand, buddy. Keep it up." <laughs> <laughs> and there were, like, there were th- yeah there were three of us at the table that were saying we were like wait you you speak English <laughs> That's hilarious. And, and he laughed he was like yeah boss keep him coming but Like, nice. yeah, was, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah yeah Connor who oh, darling
0: you detective you not you you who you who do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth
2: don't
0: nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, man. So it was, uh, you know. I mean, I think in our normal lives it would have been inappropriate to be like, "There's no way this guy speaks English," but there, like it, that was the logical assumption. Nobody else, you know. When we uh, went to order at the restaurant, we finally found a bar. Like we couldn't communicate Budweiser, which was on the menu. Oh no! <laughs> like oh, we're pointing to the menu, and they're like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. To get water, <laughs> to get water. Like we're using Google Translate to try to get water. Like that's that's the type of place we were at. And uh, yeah, so the ninety-year-old guy, he he spoke English just as well as we did.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I have one more before I let Cal ask you a couple if she has any. Would yeah. you say it's a must-visit destination or
0: no? It was a 16-hour flight for me. Right. I, I think it's a really cool destination. I think it's something where if you ever find yourself in the region, you should go check it out. I don't think I would make another 16-hour flight okay. to go back. Is that... I'm I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I went. Yeah. I think it's too far and the gaming isn't spectacular. The buildings are spectacular, the service is spectacular if you're not a gambler, but you like casino culture, I think it might be worth the trip. For gamblers like we are where it's the recreational side is supposed to be more fun than what they do there, I think you'd be disappointed by The atmosphere.
3: Oh, okay. Kel, you have any questions about Macau?
1: I do. So I don't think I missed it. I had to step out for just a second. Now, most of the casinos, the dealers spoke English or no?
0: It depends. So any of the properties that are owned or run by MGM or Sands... I would say those dealers spoke English. The ones that were really – oh, and Wynn as well. Everybody at Wynn spoke English okay. uh, that I encountered. Han and I went on a uh, – Macau is split up into two areas. right? And it's, it's a little bit uh, – not quite the same because there are high-end properties there. But if you picture it like this strip and downtown – if you went to the downtown area, there were a number of places that were specifically really like, that's just where the Chinese go. Oh, okay. In that area, and Kelly, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're what, good. What, what, was, what was specifically the question? I, I got off on a tangent and then <laughs> yeah. I, I, I lost the original question.
1: You're right. So in, in most of the casinos that you've visited. Oh, they speaking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the ones where they were geared towards the Chinese, they did not all speak English. So in that that downtown area, the the, the peninsula, um, I would say more often than not, they did not speak English unless you were at MGM or when the little joints, you weren't getting anybody speaking English.
1: Okay. And I'm making the assumption that currency was not in U.S. dollars when you were gaming, correct? It was in local Macaw currency?
0: so most of it is in hong kong dollars okay uh so macau has their own currency the pataka but every casino dealt in hong kong dollars
1: okay now was was the distinction between okay my us dollar is worth this much in hong kong currency was it hard when you were gaming or was it pretty easy to you know figure so
0: so that's a great question um i i travel pretty frequently i'm used to doing currency conversions Mm -hmm. Uh, this one was a little bit tougher. Uh, so it fluctuated, uh, I guess without getting like two in the weeds between seven and eight Hong Kong dollars to every one us dollar.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Right. So if you were, let's, let's use eight for simplicity. I'm, I'm being healthy in the rounding, but (laughs) you know, you, you would see, you know, 400 Hong Kong dollar minimum. Okay. And that's really a $50, 50 yeah. U.S. dollar bet. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay.
3: So I know I, I saw a really cool video of Han on a ferry. Did you do one of those ferries?
0: Uh, which kind of ferry?
3: It, uh, it was one of those boats where he just, they were going across the river and there's all kinds of waves of water and it just looked really cool. I was like, wow, that's cool, man. <laughs>
0: I took the Kotai ferry to get back to Hong Kong. I didn't see Han's video. Um, I am not a boat person of any kind. <laughs> I I could get seasick in the bathtub.
2: Oh. So. <laughs> So,
0: you know, I took I took the ferry back and I just kind of closed my eyes (laughs) and waited until it was over. So
1: So side side note, it's a really good thing you weren't on that Norway Viking ship. Yeah, no. If you saw. Ah. Did you see that in the news this weekend? No, no, I did not. Oh, you see, you would be very, very grateful, Eric, because it lost in had engine failure and they were had like fourteen hundred passengers between crew and passengers. And they had to start airlifting one by one these people out because the waves were so bad, and they got to like f- almost five hundred out before they regained access yeah. and enough enough power at least to get it tugged into the to Nor- the Norway port. But yeah, it was that bad. <laughs> All oh, these people you. had like their life vests on. They had a couple people like you know that recorded in there and they're in water like standing water like two three feet water in like wherever they were sitting. And everybody had their life vests on. They're just sitting there. <laughs>
2: Mm-mm.
0: Can, can I tell? Can I tell you how many comp cruises I get a year that I just don't go on?
1: <laughs> Is it for that I, purpose?
0: Well, I mean, I'm not a boat person, right? Yeah. So, like, if I know it's going to be calm water, like we <laughs> went in July to. Uh, where did we go? We went on a cruise last year, and like I had every reason to believe the water would be fine, and it was, and there was no issue. But I am one of those, you know, guys walking around with a patch behind their ear. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I might, I might have needed more than one patch for that Viking trip. Wow.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. The videos about that were just nuts. Things sliding all over the place. Like, yeah, uh, uh-uh. uh, no thanks.
0: So I got one more story for oh, you. Oh, yeah, go ahead. And then then we'll we'll tie a bow on this Macau thing. So they have seats at the table for blackjack players. And I'm sitting at first base, and there is a seat all the way. I'm at first base, and there's a seat to the right of me. Now, this is in one of those joints that cater to the Chinese, and I am the only white man in this place <laughs> okay I I, I am um, Han is sitting next to me but to the casual observer nobody would have any reason to believe that Han and I were together we're not together you know what I mean yes. we're, at the, we're at the black tech table together. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, here go those rumors you didn't right?
1: frequent the establishment separately you right. came at the same time gotcha <laughs> <We'll
0: get to laughs> both of you
2: <laughs> okay let's go All right.
0: so a woman shows up sits down to my right keep in mind i'm at first base she's sitting to my right there is no way for her to play there yeah she's dressed very normally there is no reason to believe she's anything other than just some woman who sat down And we're talking, polite conversation. A seat opens up at the other end of the table. I say, you know, there's a seat over there. She says, no, I don't. That's okay. I just want to hang out and talk. (laughs) Five minutes goes by polite conversation. Ten minutes goes by polite conversation. At some point, Han turns to me and says, you know she's a hooker, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I knew that's what you were going to (laughs) say.
0: And and I'm like, Han,
2: come on man. She's not a
0: hooker. She's just I don't know, she's sitting and talking. It's not a big deal. What do we get for ten dollars?
1: Everything you want. Everything, everything. She said, all big white tourists, he got money.
3: Uh, right <laughs> larger so, than the average
0: westerner <laughs>
1: <laughs> good time for sure good time for sure yeah.
0: right so so han says well in your polite conversation she got out of you how long you'll be in town for where you're staying and based on where you're staying that you have money um i'm telling you she's a hooker okay, whatever, we're going to keep playing. So, you know, the conversation continues, you know, again, at this, I'm so naive. At at this point, (laughs) at this point, it's like, I I mean, I guess it's possible, but I have no, you know, there's been nothing. So now she says to me, yeah, you know, I don't know how long I'll be in town for Um, my grandmother's really sick. And at that moment, when she started with my grandmother's really sick, <laughs> I pushed my chips and I colored up, I turned to her. I said, good luck to you and your grandmother. I wish you well. And I got the hell out of there. <laughs> that It was coming. That was that was the Macanese lead up to, I need some money. Um, white man, I want some of yours. What do I have to do to get
1: it? <laughs> oh, geez. And you did not have to have that encounter. I feel no, like you want it, that. It, yeah.
0: It never, it never even got to that point. But Han was warning me before it happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, Han. Whatever. We'll, we'll see where. It, well, all right. Uh, let, let me go on record. Han, you are right. I was wrong. <laughs> I'm sure Han's sitting there with the hugest smile the
3: whole time this is happening. Too. Oh He's yeah. Like I'm trying to tell you, Eric, and you are not listening. I'm, you better
0: listen. And... There's, there, there wasn't, there wasn't a smile. He was like, "How do you not get this?" Like. <laughs> Oh, that's too many. You know, he Han is relatively mild mannered, but he has a way of being like you, dumbass. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to tell you something here. Like that is a hooker, and the fact that you don't realize it is actually, you know, I'm starting to wonder.
1: <laughs> He's probably entertained that you didn't get it. Yeah, he was probably like, oh, watch this.
0: <laughs> Hold my beer. Here we go.
1: Yeah, that'd be a great YouTube video. <laughs> mm. That's a great story, though, Rick. I appreciate you for sharing that with us.
0: <laughs> no problem. That's uh, that's what I got. Awesome. Glad you had
3: a good trip, man. A lot of good and fun, exciting people that went on to that trip. So, And it was really cool to hear you guys' lead up to the whole trip and stuff like that and then see the guy, uh, your guys' pictures and stuff of what you guys were doing. So it made it pretty cool for one of the listeners of the podcast to actually keep track of what you guys were doing. So.
0: Oh, you're, you're the one? You're the listener? Oh, <laughs> <nice teacher. laughs> um, oh my goodness. Guilty. I've been, I've been wondering who that person is. All right, well, that's very cool. I mean, if it's only going to be one person, I'm glad it's you. Thank you. <laughs>
3: that's awesome. All right. So let's talk a little Vegas, guys. For most folks, St. Patrick's Day is all about, you know, wearing green and making it that weekend, right? Well, for one guy, He got super greedy. And I know a lot of people may have heard, you know, there was a shooting, uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend. Well, there was a couple of them. And for the first one, we're going to have to backtrack a little bit to November 2017. Where a guy carjacks a driver, throws him in the trunk of his vehicle. He drives into the Bellagio Valet, walks up to the poker room cashier, wearing a black shirt, a black beanie, a black sweater with the gray inside, and a bandage on the left side of his face. Demanding money and then drives off from the valet with an undisclosed amount of cash, which comes full circle to Friday, March 15th at 9.45. The same guy, later identified as Michael Cohen, walks into the same valet at the Bellagio entrance towards the Flamingo, wearing a black sweatshirt with a gray inside, a black shirt, a black beanie, and a bandage on the left side of his face, covered by his cell phone. He heads to the same cashier and again demands money. Heads back out to the valet in the same area. Jumps into a sitting white Mercedes. Then gets out when he realizes there's no keys inside.
2: <laughs>
3: with the bag full of money and chips inside, in front of four security officers that are just sitting there, barely going to receive the call of the robbery going on, he proceeds to jump into the vehicle behind the white Mercedes. A black sedan with the lady sitting inside. And as he attempts to open the door... She starts moving forward. Well, then he taps on the window with his gun, on the bo- with the bottom of his gun. Officers immediately confront him, where he then walks backwards and shoots one of the guys in the chest. Now, the officer was wearing a life vest, so he wasn't injured, but he was shaken up. Another officer, as the burglar starts running away, shoots the guy in the face, where he later was pronounced dead at University Medical Center at 3 a.m. Michael Cohen had an extensive criminal he- history with robberies in 1999 and 2008. You know, here's everybody celebrating, excited to be out on St. Patrick's Day weekend on the Strip, and then the whole Strip was flooded with cop cars everywhere, and people, you know, are just wondering what's going on. And for a lot of people who were just going into the casino that night, they had no idea. Like, they had everything cleared up, situated, done with, in a matter of a few hours. It was just... One of those things, like, what the hell has gone on and what was this guy thinking? But, you know, he just got greedy. It seems like he got away with it once and went for it again.
1: Idiot. That's what I say. One word, idiot. Look, I know a lot of people give Americans a bum rap for being stupid and knowing nothing about the world, but the reality couldn't be further from the truth.
3: So that same Saturday night, two rival biker gangs got into a scuffle downtown in Vegas. But it didn't end there. As... As luck would run out at 1.40 a.m., it turns out these gangs would be staying at the same hotel. That's when all (laughs) hell broke loose. At 1.44, the police were notified of a shooting on the fifth floor of the El Cortez Casino, where two victims received medical attention on the casino floor when they came down the elevators, which was later closed for a few hours, and two other guys that were shot remained on the fifth floor. One person was in critical condition. Four people were shot total. And three suspects were arrested while trying to flee Las Vegas.
0: Isn't that like a slow night for shootings at the Old (laughs) 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 quartet?
3: Just like, it's like, what the hell, you know? So, I mean, it's just one shooting and then another shooting. It gets better, though. So for one person on St. Patrick's Day, he would have the luck of the Irish when he hit a $1 million progressive at one of our favorite places at the Plaza downtown. Yeah. On a Monopoly slot. Also, I thought it was very cool of Jonathan Jossel to tag Vegas Confessions in the picture when he posted it on Twitter. So, again, very exciting for somebody to go back to Hawaii with a million dollars.
1: You know what? I'm not okay with that then. If they ever live in Hawaii, oh, shit. they got the big middle finger right here. <laughs> Give it to somebody that doesn't live there. <laughs> if you live in Hawaii, sucker, then you know what? You already are a millionaire.
0: Good
3: point.
1: But you know what? Good for him. Good for him. Good for good for the good winners.
0: I want so a million dollars. I'm trying to think had to say this without being offensive. That's a big number for the plaza. Yeah. That's- yeah. Like I, I have to hope that that was like one of those like IGT games where
1: they're you know, linked, they're
0: responsible. Right? Yeah, where they're I responsible is, for- right? yeah. I think Monopoly is
1: right. I think Monopoly is, is one yeah. of those linked ones that they all reset.
0: Right, but I mean specifically where the manufacturer is responsible for the mega jackpot.
1: Yeah, I think I think yeah. I'm, a lot of those big ones that is IGT because you can see it in the corner of the slot machine. Yeah, it'll say like you know IGT and all all pays are you know it says something like that because I know on the Walking Dead it used to say something like that it was a specific IGT machine or something like that. If I well, if I remember right. correctly, I'm not sure though. Are you well, saying it, otherwise we, they might not get paid?
0: <laughs> no 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 no, no. Oh,
1: i was like don't, oh
0: don't listen 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 I'm trying to be careful here to begin with don't don't, like it, don't make just, it worse
1: i'm just gonna put I'm, words I'm, in your I'm, mouth Eric I'm,
2: I'm, I'm not saying they wouldn't
0: get paid I'm saying you know million dollars for the plaza would be a number yeah. that's yeah that that you know, look, look when i uh had the hand where I won 500 dollars they had two different people come over to uh you know check it before they would pay me. A now, million.
1: Yeah, I hear you on that. I don't know. Remember where we were? It was our it was our last Vegas trip together. So it was a couple years ago. But we did the group group slot pool, and I went. It was somewhere downtown. Oh, it
3: was the Cortez.
1: Okay, yeah. Remember, it was only like eight hundred dollar ticket, and that yeah, it took like twenty minutes to cash it out. Yeah. they're like, we gotta go check this, and they went and checked like the machine. I'm like, for eight hundred dollars, yeah. you're gonna go like open the machine and verify. That was kind of crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, they have like eight people shot a day there, so you know, in between <laughs> in between shootings, they've got some they've got some downtime. So they have to make sure, you know, that, that's not about that's not about sweating the act. That's just you know, nobody's been shot the last like forty five minutes. We got some time. It's all right. That's
2: awesome.
1: Uh, now, do you think? Side note, because this isn't even on our list of the downtown casinos, besides like the D. Are the rest maybe somewhat questionable, like in general on payouts and things uh, like that? Or, or do you think everybody's no. kind of solid?
0: No, I well, kind of solid. I mean, I <laughs> uh, I wouldn't worry about getting paid at any of the downtown casinos. Yeah. The the license is uh, worth too much. They're required to keep sufficient cash on hand for the gaming activity.
1: Um, I was kind of talking but, more like safety. <laughs>
0: Oh, because I
1: figured they got to pay you, you know, It, you know, because that would look really bad if they say, oh, don't have any funds. But, you know, safety wise, are we
0: safety wise? Well, more
1: in the shady area, you think?
0: OK, so if we're talking,
1: I don't know, because I feel I, like the strip sometimes is kind of like dangerous too. you know, you have people like handing you these boobies. The first time we Julie and I went to Vegas, they, the guy was like, here? hey, you want some cocaine? I was like, what the fuck is just <laughs> happening? <laughs> And of course, I kid you not, Eric, you talk about racial profiling. Not one person asked me if I wanted any cocaine or weed. About (laughs) five people pulled him aside and said, hey, I got some weed. You want some? Hey, you want some cocaine? Five people, I kid you not, on our trip. Me, not one person.
0: After he bought from the first three, it's just smart to keep asking. They're like,
1: that's our customer right there,
0: number one. (laughs) They're looking out for me, Kelly. Yeah, whatever.
1: (laughs) That's racial profiling at its best right there.
0: Listen, listen, Kelly, if they were racial profiling, they would be offering you the cocaine and him the weed. (laughs) (laughs) I guess to answer the original question, I feel much safer walking down the strip with cash in my pocket than i do down fremont street and for the ones that are off fremont street uh it makes me even a little bit more leery to walk there you know the uh couple of blocks to downtown grand can be a questionable one not that anything has ever happened to me you know you keep your head on a swivel yeah. making that walk um and they then, do have that
1: really good restaurant that's right by downtown Grand, right that we went and ate at
0: Pizza Rock? No. Triple
3: George? Something oh, Triple George.
1: Yeah, Triple George. No, and there was that Carson mm-hmm. Kitchen, Carson's too. Carson's Kitchen was Isn't it down there? Yeah. It was really yeah, good food. Yeah. But yeah, the, I will say the walk was, a, it was dark. When we were walking, like, back, it was a little dark. Mm-hmm. And it was a little scary, I ain't gonna lie. And then Ju- Ju- Julian and... His- <laughs> popped into the alley so they can smoke a joint. So I'm sitting there like in a dimly lighted, at least wa- sidewalk, we're walking very slowly. And then they, you know, they pop over in the alley and are it out. I was like, oh, this you, is nice.
0: If you want to talk about your husband's habit, that's one thing. You don't need to bring anybody else into this.
1: <laughs>
2: well,
0: but I, mean, I, know, know. I know, I know multiple people named
1: so i I'm do too sure i know which. seven
0: i don't know i I, it, I know at least seven so i yeah. have no idea which i think we're talking it about. was
1: three of them so i mean there was four of them all together <laughs> we right. don't know which ones we're good
0: <laughs> well, yeah I, I don't know what we are talking about <laughs> but
3: <laughs> jesus that jay i'll tell you
1: may, may, maybe i'm talking about danger and my husband's the dangerous one <laughs> Maybe we should well, be looking out for that but, one. But you're, like,
0: complaining. Why are people offering my husband drugs when right. he's off in the alley smoking yeah. weed? <laughs> and and there's, no, there's no judgment in this that's statement. Right. It's just, like, oh, okay, just, I guess that's why just, they're offering
1: it. Just laying him. out the facts right
0: here. <laughs> I mean, you know, whoever this – Liz and Jay are in an alley. <laughs> I mean, I, I would just call like Jay seems like a Las Vegas junkie, so I don't, I don't.
2: <laughs> oh. oh god, I, I, that's I'm, great.
0: Not, I'm not sure why that's funny. What <laughs> did sh-
2: Oh goddamn. <laughs>
0: okay,
3: okay, different subject, guys. Jesus, you guys kill me. Oh poor. <laughs> We're not sure which one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So for March Madness going on and, you know, the big tourney and stuff going on, there's been some upsetters like, uh, who is it, Oregon, who's still in it right now. They're going to have to still go against Virginia. I believe they're playing, but... Who do you guys think is going to win it all? I mean, I guess we could have got into this last episode, but we had some splayed to do. So what do you guys think about this tourney? I know Cal's looking at the damn bracket (laughs) right now as we speak, but I know, Eric, you're not a big college person,
0: right? Not big college and not big basketball, but this is the one time a year that I pay attention. Yes, sir. Um, I like Gonzaga. Okay. Okay. How about you, Cal?
1: I do like Gonzaga. Um... Unfortunately, Duke is a big favorite yeah. this year. And, you know, I think Duke has had its its share of victories. So I, I'm only rooting for Gonzaga because they are the West Coast team. I kinda I kinda'm not giving up on Virginia though. They I mean they looked really good, not in not in the first round, but in the second round they looked pretty good and they just have a solid forty minutes that they play. So I, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna edge them out, but I am rooting for Gonzaga as well.
3: Very interesting. All right, so you got chalk, chalk. What do you got? I'm going Duke mainly because, you know, this kid, Williams, he's just rolling, man. Zion. Yeah, he's just on fire, but... He has a big problem with this free throw shooting. Like he's, that's what a lot of people have been pointing out about him. He's he Shaq Jr. Yeah, he's struggling, I think, 65% from the line. I Shaq mean,
1: was like 55%, like 56%, yeah. I think. So, I
3: mean, it's going to be interesting. I know they, they barely won out against,
0: who was it, UCF the other night?
3: Like, yes. Uh, one point. One point. Yeah. Remember, I kept
1: on yeah, telling uh, you the game. I'm like, a, they just that, barely won. And that,
0: that one point, uh, I'm not even sure that was really one point
1: i didn't see the end of it we were we were watching the georgia game at my parents georgia softball was playing yesterday in the morning but i kept watching the espn bottom line and so i pulled it up on my phone i'm like oh my gosh duke's losing now oh my gosh there are nine seconds left i think they were losing and then of course i see the bottom line and like oh they win by one i'm like oh yeah shit yeah so was it a questionable last call uh,
0: there were a number of calls that were questionable Ah, so interesting for for the conspiracy theorists it Definitely felt like uh, Duke was given more than ample opportunity to win the game.
3: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about gambling now. I wanted to ask you guys. I've recently taken a break from the casino because we're saving up for Gamble Palooza. So I wanted to ask you guys. Besides, you know, saving up for something expensive or a big purchase and stuff like that, maybe even just a bad run. Has there been any reasons you guys have maybe taken a break from gambling from a certain amount of time?
1: Nope. Uh...
0: (laughs) So, two times I have um, stopped for at least, let's see, one time was a month and one time was three months. Um, Going back to... I think it was January of 14. I was going a lot. I was going two, sometimes three times a week to a casino, and it felt like it was getting excessive. So I just uh, like self imposed, you know, let's, let's go a month without going and see if, you know, there's always that, you know, we have a problem kind of a thing. So, I wanted to make sure that I could just stay away and it not be a problem. You know what? I'm confusing. That was three months. I stayed away for three months just to prove that, you know, it wasn't an issue. I didn't need to gamble. Um, and that was fine. And then there was one time where I stayed away for a month because I needed to replenish my, uh, I keep the gambling money separate. I took, I took a hit. I took a big hit. And I needed to replenish the gambling funds before I could go back. Um, I try to keep family money separate from gambling money. And when the gambling money hit zero, there was no more gambling. So, yeah. That's it.
3: Awesome. I know we talked about, on one of the previous episodes that we recorded, and it got erased. We talked a little bit about gamblers anonymous ga right we eric you mentioned the question you know have you guys ever been a gambling anonymous and i think that's what made me come up with this question for you guys is because i have i took a huge loss what a few three years ago something like that four years ago yeah i was just losing every time i went didn't matter what i played blackjack slots VP. Didn't matter. Anything I played, I just, I couldn't win. So I started getting very frustrated with it. And I said, you know what? I need to find something else to do. And as much as I didn't want to tell Kelly, hey, I'm going to this place because I'm tired of losing and I'm getting frustrated with it when I knew she really enjoyed, you know, gambling and stuff at the same time. I'm like, God, this is, I got to go talk to somebody who knows what this is like and can relate. So I went to this gambling anonymous meeting and, you know, walk into the room, was already late, typical pothead, late to everything. So I get in there and they're in a big circle. They're talking and just about all their negative stories and them stealing from their family members and their parents to, you know, fund their gambling habits. And, you know, they, they've they been gambling for so long that they've wouldn't even imagine the amount of money they've lost due to gambling and all this and that. And I'm sitting there, you know, just kind of I'm just tired of losing. Like what, you know, is there anybody that's tired of losing? So I guess I really didn't get to hear what I wanted to hear. It was just basically negativity. I didn't go in there negative. So I was just like, man, these people are really bringing me down. I just thought, you know, this is maybe this ain't it. So I I talked to Cal all the time. Hey, you know, I'm tired of, you know, it's frustrating when all I do is lose. I know I'm going to go and I'm going to lose whether I play big or small. It, it just frustrated me. And she's like, no, I get it. So. I tried. I went back again. They were having a potluck. They were just like nothing happened the day before. And
0: everybody was. I'm sorry to interrupt. Were you disappointed when you found out what their potluck was? (laughs) (laughs) Was it was it not your kind of potluck?
2: (laughs) Let's just say
3: when I got there, it was everybody just hanging out again. But it was like they were partying. And this was at not a church, but like just a private building. And they were doing their own thing, which was fine. So I, you know, I still had nobody to relate to, talk to, except like the main guy. Hey, this is what's going on. And all I kept getting was, oh, I understand. And yes, I understand. And this happens and, you know, find another hobby type deal. And so, you know, I thought, whatever, this is not going to work out. So from leaving there, I decide one day I'm just going to look for gambling podcasts, see what's out there. You know, maybe there's. People that actually go through these losing streaks and know what it's like and can relate to the situation. Then I discovered that you can bet on that, guys. Cousin Vito's Casino. It was uh, Vegas fanboy at the time. And Faces and Aces. So I started listening to these guys, but you can bet on that started sticking out to me because they started talking about craps around the time where I started playing craps. So we, I started realizing what they were talking about. And I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Well, then following up, they had a big losing session. And I think it was a period where they just kept losing. No matter what they were doing, they were losing. And they just kept saying, hey, you know, with all the good, there's the bad. And it was this show that kind of stuck out to me where, hey, I'm not the only one that loses. Everybody goes through this kind of thing. And no matter what you do, sometimes it's it's going to happen. It, it kind of went you know, to podcast and listening to these stories and, you know, gambling with an edge who has a lot of, you know, stories. And it just kind of intrigued me that, you know, there's so many people out there that have all these stories and different versions of things that's happened to them that maybe there's other podcasts. And lo and behold, that's how I got into this kind of stuff is, you know, I took a huge loss, went to a meeting and that didn't work out. So I started listening to podcasts and there, here it is, is where people can talk about it, relate, And, you know, still have that casino lifestyle and enjoy it without, you know, hurting yourself. So, and that's what I see a lot in this community is just people who enjoy it as a hobby. People are not going into it looking to win big and get rich fast. Like, people are into it because they enjoy the community of it. And I think that's another part of what sets this up and what keeps this going is when we do have these group trips, they're so freaking fun, man. The people are so much fun. So... I, I was taking a break over this last, what, three weeks, Cal. since I've been to right. the casino. Mm-hmm. And last night we went for an hour, like she said. I didn't gamble, but they won a little money and we were heading out. And I was just like, wow, that was a record. Because one, I've never stopped gambling so long for a certain reason. And two... I don't think we've ever been in and out that fast.
1: Nope. (laughs) So
3: I just, I wanted to ask you guys, hey, have you guys taken any breaks? And if it was for a, you know, a huge loss reason or what it may be. So again, maybe that's something we ask the listeners, you know, is there a reason you guys take breaks? Do you take huge losses and then decide, you know, I don't want to do this for a while. I need to find something else to do with my time. So I just, I wanted to see where you guys stood on that too. So,
0: well, so I've, like I mentioned, I've taken a break a couple of times for uh ment I don't want to call it mental health, but you know, just kinda keep yourself in check reason. Right. Um for uh gambling funds depleted reason. Um I also went to a GA meeting. Really? Um Yeah, not not for I think uh well, I don't know. Um so there was uh an old friend of mine who uh, had gotten herself into some trouble and had to go to GA like it was mandated had okay. to go to GA and the meeting happened to be in my hometown there's a church on the outskirts of my town where they hold the GA meeting and she called me up and asked if I would go with her all right so one you want to be a friend like i'm sure she wasn't comfortable with the situation okay. and then two you're or I was a little curious,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like you know, I, I, you never really know, right? Because people who do have problems don't think they have problems right. usually. So it's like, all right, let me let me go check this out. Wow. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't I don't want I don't want to laugh at any of the people that were there because their demons are their demons. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this was like if you want to walk out feeling like, no, I got my shit straight. I, you know, I. there was one guy who was um, breaking into cars for change to gamble. Another guy was forging uh, his wife's name on checks so he could get. I mean, these these people were in rough, rough, rough shape. I felt like, you remember the movie uh, Half-Baked?
3: I've never seen that.
2: Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> Man, that first day of sobriety sucked. And I realized something. I was a real irritable guy when I wasn't smoking marijuana. I couldn't stop thinking about getting high. And that's when I decided it was time to get help.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Thurgood. Hi,
2: Thurgood.
3: Hi. I'm here today because I'm addicted to marijuana.
0: You went here for some marijuana? Marijuana? Man, this is some bullshit! Marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck dick for coke. I seen them! Now that's an addiction, man. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? Yeah. Huh? No. No, I can't say I have. I didn't think so.
2: Fool this, man! <laughs> like
0: Like, that, that was how I felt at the GA thing. I was like, uh, you know all right, cool. Like, um, I, I came for support. I don't, I, I don't. I don't uh, who am I asking? Have you seen half-baked, right?
2: Like, yeah. That
0: was, that was a dumb question.
3: I would never expect you to say that of all people. I've never expected you to see half-baked. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> what a racial profile. Oh, man. Oh, shit, Both of you.
2: So
1: <laughs> yeah, but great analogy, Eric. I mean, you couldn't have pinpointed that more perfectly, like to create a visual in people's minds of what you were listening to, to versus what you're like, okay, well, I mean, I may think I have, you know, an issue now and then, but wow, these people really have demons that they're dealing with that are serious demons. So, and then you, then you appreciate yourself at least a little more saying, okay, I better get a hold on whatever I think I may be, might be going out of control, rein it in right now. So I don't go to the next level. Right. I
3: think the biggest part is most people like Eric said, we don't know that or they don't know they have the problem at the time or the other half of it is is you're in denial
1: right and it's like every other every other addiction yeah. you get to it, yeah. most people don't realize till they're at rock bottom. yeah. So you know just being aware of your situation instead of staying in a denial phase at least you can hopefully pull yourself out or you know stabilize before it you know yeah. turns into a downward spiral maybe but it is a hobby. If, if yeah. you know what you're doing and you have your limits and you stick to those limits, it's a very entertaining hobby. I don't crochet. Sometimes I wish I did.
2: <laughs> but I don't <laughs> crochet
1: and it, it doesn't give me a euphoric feeling ever. Like, you know, I'm sure people who enjoy crocheting when they finish that quilt, they're like, yes, yes, you know, but that's just never been me. When I hit a jackpot, I'm like, fuck yes.
2: <laughs>
1: I get that feeling, get a little wet. You know, it's just.
0: So we're going to start a new segment that we call Bucket or Fuck It. And we have to give credit where credit is due. Uh, this idea came from melanie b from colorado um and i think it's a brilliant idea so here's how it works we're gonna bring up a couple of things that people do in vegas or places that people go and we're gonna discuss it and label it either bucket as in that belongs in our bucket list Mm -hmm. either i have done it i love it and you have to do it or fuck it i don't think i need to explain fuck it Right. <laughs> no. If Can we? Self-explanatory.
1: We'll leave that as self-explanatory. <laughs> yes. I'm good
0: with that. Okay. All right. So uh, we've got a couple of places and things to do in the hopper, and then we're going to take turns saying bucket or fuck it. What do you got, gotcha? Jay?
3: First one I'm going to start off with is the Neon Museum. The Neon Museum, I don't know if you guys – I think, Eric, you've been, Kel. I'm not sure if we've been there together. This place is – all old Vegas signage and they light it up at night and basically create a movie and tell you the, the whole rundown of the history of Vegas and stuff like that. And it's really, really neat. Like when I was there with uh, our group, the last trip, it was phenomenal. Like I was watching these things light up and it takes you back to them. And it just, it's pretty cool. It's pretty touching. Eric, what about you
0: bucket or fuck it neon museum? bucket i don't remember the name of the show um the one did you come when we went with joey gibson and norma yeah yeah so so that's not the regular neon museum that's like a a separate thing that was pretty awesome that was definitely worth the trip even for people who are uh less nerdy than i i think you would really enjoy it yeah that's a bucket awesome
3: kelly you got
0: one
1: are we all doing the same bucket? Fuck it! Or are we creating our own? I'm the. I'm right? gonna
0: fuck my own bucket. I'm not. Oh following. shit! Okay.
1: I would <laughs> like to see a visual of that. <laughs> <laughs> you can just Twitter right, it. You can... hang
0: on. Hang on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn the laptop camera on.
1: Hold <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So for for Neon Museum, I haven't been there, right. but I have heard great things about it. So that would be my bucket list okay. as well because it'd be. Something fun, I think, and yeah. um non-gambling centric, but something that, you know, I don't think I would easily forget. Yeah. And it's relatively cheap, correct? Like twenty bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, I
3: think it was like twenty bucks. Yeah. And again, big shout out to Joey Gibson because he treated our whole group. I right. mean, very nicely. That guy we got there. He's like, Hey, just come straight out. Don't worry about paying. I'm here waiting for you. Get here. <laughs> awesome. So go ahead, what Kelly, what do you do you have an item?
1: I do. We talked about it a little bit, but my bucket or bucket list would be just the Fremont Street experience. Okay. And just just to point out, so I where I work now, I have um like four colleagues that are mid to late twenties, mm-hmm. um, all with their degrees, you know. Um, they we, you know, briefly talked about Vegas. None of them even knew what downtown was. Wow. Right? And talk about dating myself. I'm like, I must be fucking old. Like, and I I admit like before we went on to the, the to our first Vegas trip together, I hadn't really been been exposed to downtown either yeah. or been able to appreciate it. But none of these kids, they none of them knew about downtown at all. None of them knew about any of the um, amenities or the sites that none of them knew there was even casinos downtown they were like what do you mean you mean like down like by stratosphere you mean on the other end like where you know circus circuses and i'm like no 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 no, oh, it's off the strip they're like what does that mean and i'm like what so i mean that it, it just opened my eyes to how many people you know that aren't really familiar vegas you know kids are just like oh we're gonna go to vegas for the weekend they only know the strip yeah. They only know the strip and, you know, there's a lot to appreciate. And that's what I was sharing with um, Julian earlier is besides a lot to appreciate as in the different restaurants, the different things to do downtown. It's just for younger kids, it's way cheaper. You yeah. can get drunk way cheaper. You can be entertained. I mean, you know, and for the younger kids that, yeah, aren't, aren't scared or feared. I mean, that's a great experience for them just to be out on the strip where there's live entertainment and you know, there's always something to watch.
3: Yeah. And I I think for like, we we did, we touched up on this a little bit. I think the first time is, of course, the strip is a must see. That's That's number one, granted, stay in the area, you know, the fountains and stuff like that. But there's so much going on that nowadays this newer generation is not interested about or knows of the old Vegas, what Vegas was brought up on and, you know, the history behind it. So, they don't get to experience the D, you know, the Golden Nugget, the Plaza down there, all that whole side. And, you know, last time I stood there, I got opened up to Main Street and the cow and casinos I'd never been to because I'd never been that way. Right. So but once you so get exp-
0: experience the D last time. No, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs>
1: Was it in the alley? The deer is
2: the deer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
3: <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> Motherfuckers.
1: So, right. bucket or fuck it for you guys on, on just downtown?
3: Downtown's a bucket. You have to go see it. Because, like you said, the cheap gambling, the fun, the the bars, the dives, the little restaurant. There's so
0: much. There's so much to see. How about you, Eric? All right, so downtown is definitely a bucket for me, but with a qualifier. I would say the more time I spend downtown now, the less I want to spend more time downtown. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: but that's because I've done it so many times. Right. I, I think if you've never done it, if you've never seen it, like you need to, and. Right. Right. Like, um.
1: yeah, fair point. Because after the 10th time of people asking you for money, you're like, dude, just leave it alone.
0: Right. Or, right. you know, like the
1: or seeing same, the naked guy.
0: Right. Exactly. You're like, like, Ew. There,
1: there's,
0: there's things that have shock value, which are entertaining. Right. But, you know, you said 10th time. I've probably been there 100 times. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's
0: it's like, all right, I, I might not need this as much. But yeah, the they they treat you better you know, that's for sure. They appreciate the business more. Right. So like, there's plenty of reasons to go downtown. And I think anybody who hasn't should, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. So mine, because we're all, we're all feeling all warm and fuzzy. (laughs) Everybody loves everything. I I've got an unpopular opinion, so I'm going to throw it out there. The different tiki bars, right? Golden tiki. Yeah. Frank's tiki lounge. Uh, Frank's yeah. tiki Yeah. Uh, fuck it. Yeah. Like I I don't understand the appeal. I don't need to go off strip to get drunk. Yeah. And like I I mean I like to drink, but like I like to drink while I'm gambling. Yes. I, like I would I'd I'd much rather be at a craps table or a blackjack table and have a few than go off strip to sit in a bar that i mean the drinks are stiff don't get me wrong but uh, like if i never went i wouldn't have missed anything what do you guys think
3: so i've never been myself to any of the tiki lounges or you know nothing of that nature and i i gotta agree with you on that sense is you know i'm gonna gamble and i'm gonna drink while i gamble and that's probably one of the most appealing parts is you know the the drink attendant coming around consistently knowing what your drink was and you know how you liked it and you know, it's they're you're gonna expect them every you know five ten minutes, and that's that's a big part in the appeal of going down there and gambling with our friends. So bars, you know, maybe the stage door we went to because it was cheap. Atomic Liquors, we were there because we podcasted. But other than that, like I don't see as making bars our destination, especially for me. I'm not a huge drinker. I've never been to a. A downtown um, bar establishment like that. I don't. Maybe I'm missing something, but I have heard good things about it on other podcasts. So maybe there's something we're missing.
1: I don't even question it. It's a fuck it. I, I'm not a big drinker in the first place. And I, I if I'm in Vegas, I'm definitely not going to pay for a drink. I, I'm doing en- enough with my currency that they should be bringing me free drinks the whole time I'm there. Because I gamble the majority of the time. I'm not going to go out of my way to find a, you know, quote unquote, you know, bar that's bougie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's and, not that's they're, they're not bougie. No, that's, but I think bougie
1: in their own respect, like kind of like a hookah bar, like we're like, ooh, it's just the trendy thing to do. You know, like you can get alcohol anywhere and you can have a good time anywhere. You know, we had a good time uh, way off strip. Right, Eric? Didn't we go to Henderson? that one time <laughs> we had a great time we had a great time us, and, we're and, we're it we're and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a bougie place but it was casual we had a lot of fun oh yeah we, we had some cheap ass drinks that was a
3: blast right no cover charge no cover we charge were, we were uh, what were we locals that night so it was fun
0: <laughs> yeah so tim actually so uh on the better life we were having a conversation about uh strip clubs oh, and sad. i had I had mentioned that place. And without skipping a beat, he was like, yeah, Babes isn't Babes anymore. Now it's whatever it's called now. Oh. And I was like, oh.
1: You're a frequenter. <laughs> Excuse us. I he's like, they I sent you the think, email, didn't they? <laughs> I,
0: I, I didn't get an email. But, um, I, you know, I don't think he's ever been. But he knew about it like he was on point. Like I'm Googling it while he's talking about <laughs> some of the He's
2: a He's right. Like There's a little, that this little
0: hole in the wall out in Henderson <laughs> that, like, I can't believe anybody else knew it. Like, yeah, they changed ownership, new name. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: funny.
1: But point being, we make our own good time.
3: Yeah, no, right? uh, yeah I got to say, the tiki lounges are a fuck it. That's for sure.
0: But you know what? To your point, like, bars in general are really not for me. Yeah. Like, a video poker bar is fine. Right. Uh, but even. I, I don't know, like craft cocktails. Like, I mean, I enjoy them. But if I'm in Vegas, I'd rather be gambling. Um, I'm definitely more of a lounge tour than a bar fly, I guess. Is, yeah, uh, I, with, I can for...
3: ass- I can see that. When we went to Oak and Ivy with a couple people who got, I think it was Shane and Dale. A few years ago, we went to Oak and Ivy. And these guys, you know, these bartenders are putting all these special drinks together and doing all this and that. And they looked at me, you want something to drink? No. <laughs> just no I, I just it didn't interest me and i guess that's just the different type of people so i think that's where this game is going to be really intriguing to listeners because they can relate where some are not looking for the drink atmosphere the bars some are looking to go explore some are looking to gamble some are looking to eat and everybody's different so i, I but i think you're right it it's got to be a thing you're into drinking if drinking something you're you're looking forward to well bars and a lot of these hole in the walls are probably going to be interesting to you
0: well, I mean, you mentioned Oak and Ivy, right? Like, mm-hmm. I I happen to like Oak and Ivy. Okay. But I, but I struggle with like if I'm at home and we had an Oak and Ivy locally, I'd probably go. I'd probably go. Actually, but I don't have a bar that I frequent at home. But if Oak and Ivy was local to me, I probably would go there somewhat regularly. It. I mean, they do pour a good drink. Yeah. But I'm in Vegas. Like right. I, I, you know, <laughs> give me bring a Miller Lite to the table and I'm happy.
3: Yep.
2: Right.
0: Exactly. Looks
3: like tiki lounges are a fuck it for all of us. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to do the next one with the fountains at the Bellagio. What do you guys think?
1: I'm going to say a bucket list. It's it's definitely, I mean, almost anybody who's seen a movie has obviously seen the Bell- Bellagio fountains, but to see it in person and to see it at night and to see it with the music Music. background it it really is something special at least to see once yeah at least to experience you know firsthand
0: yeah absolute bucket you got you you have to do it once i you know that's like quintessential vegas
2: right i don't I, i agree yeah
0: i i don't i don't think and i might even say uh go up to the eiffel tower and watch the fountain show from up there that's even even better
1: okay Bucket or fuck it. Um, I was gonna say, and we only, I only, I only experienced this. The our last Vegas trip, i had never witnessed it before. Was the stratosphere? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's always been there. i probably been been to Vegas like I don't know at least fifteen times before, and we finally made it down there, and it really was. It was not really what. What I thought it was going to be, but it was it was really cool to to see the skyline, like it was to see the valley. I didn't ride the rides that are up there, but Julian did, and it was way <laughs> worth it just to watch him ride those suckers. Um, you know, because I think they 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 are pretty um, insane. Yeah, they're they're a thriller in itself. But I mean, I, I would definitely say that would be a bucket list for me because yeah. I was really glad I did it. I you know, I mean, it wasn't something I wanted to go do because I really wanted to just stay more on the strip and gamble. But once we went down there, I think we went with, who did we go with? We went with Faces and Aces. Chris? Yeah, we went with Chris. He gave us a ride down there. Remember, he drove us down there and he was telling us about the old old town on the way. Um, Remember, he gave us kind of like a, okay. a scenic tour. Okay. And I appreciate you, Chris, for that. But we, I really did enjoy it. So that would be a bucket list for me.
0: Oh, it's tough. <laughs> That's a tough call. Because I, I, oh... Wow, we really need something in between. Like to me, to me, bucket list is you gotta do that. like make it a point to go there. You got to do that. I don't think that's what stratosphere is for me.
1: but see it wasn't a I wasn't on, ever on my list. like I said, it was the first time in like fifteen trips that I went. so it was never like, oh, I really want to do that. I really want to do that. But after I went, I'm like, man, I'm really glad I did. So but if you
0: but that if was you my had hindsight. somebody, okay. So let's let's pretend Sid is now 21 Mm -hmm. and she's going to Vegas and she's going on her own with friends and you're going to make a list of things that she's got to do on her first trip to Stratosphere. Make it
1: Mm, not on her first trip. It doesn't. But, but, you know, fuck
0: it to me
3: in in my first, in my top 25,
1: it's in my top 25, Um, you know, her going to see the strip club. That's my first. (laughs) So go see the hot guys. Baby, you're 21. Get your groove on. But, you know, I I, it was in my top 25 because I was I was really and it might be because I'm older now. I was appreciative to see more of the landscaping. And I think if I would have rode the rides, I really would have enjoyed them because they looked like they were really cool. Did, did, were they cool for you? Or were they a bucket list within the stratosphere, julie
3: So they're thrilling. They're exciting. They're scary as shit, especially the spinning one. But <laughs> the we didn't. I didn't get to do the pair. Uh, the what is it? The jumping off the side. Yeah. That's the one I didn't get to do. But it's. I will say the views are amazing, especially what dawn. I mean, no,
1: we went at dusk. Yeah, dusk. It was like 7.38 right when I was getting dark. It was
3: badass. The, the, the orange skyline, you get to see where everything's at. And for people who are just going to Vegas for the first time, I would say, you know, Eric's not not wrong. Right. It's kind of like a half and half. Because right. if you're inside and you're looking out the glass and you're overlooking the city, you get to see where you came from, where you can go, where downtown is, where the strip is, and how it really does... Kind of curve, and you you know you're like, whoa! Right. This is why everything kind of shifts shifts a little bit. But those views, man. I mean, unless you're getting in the Eiffel Eiffel Tower, like Eric said, right. or a helicopter tour, you're not going to see anything like that. So for me, those views, those rides, mm. I'd say it's a bucket for me.
2: Yeah,
3: I'd say it's a bucket.
0: All right, so two buckets, one <laughs> mediocre fucking. <laughs> Okay. We'll
1: take it. We'll take it.
0: You'll take a mediocre <laughs> we'll take bucket? it. Yeah,
1: you know. Some days you just got to do what you got to do. <laughs>
0: I understand. <laughs> so, so my next one are the gondola rides at the Venetian. Oh, okay. I had that, too. Uh, I mean, I haven't done it. I don't plan on doing it. Uh, it's a straight-up fuck it. <laughs>
3: okay. For me, I, I got to agree with you. I've never been interested. i seen it the first time, I think, we walked over to the big alien shopping mall, I can't remember what it's called right now, but we went that way with the UFO on top, and we had to walk by the wind, and that's where we saw it, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, okay, this is where those damn things are, but again, wasn't interested, we just right. kept on walking, it was cool, it was nice to see, but I don't think it's something I have to do, maybe if we're in, what, Italy? Right. Yeah, maybe, but, <laughs> nah. How about you, Cal? Cal?
1: I think I'm going to have to agree. Yeah, we walked by and I'm like, oh, cute. But I wasn't like, hey, let's go get on one. Yeah, yeah at no point in time was I like, oh, I really want to go back. Yeah. So I think I'm going to say fuck it as well.
2: Okay.
0: So without was go- quick, easy. We don't, we don't care about the Venetian. Yeah. No. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So
3: we'll all do one more and see how it goes. Beatles love. The show Beatles Love. I've heard great things about it, people. A lot of our listeners who have been to it multiple times. I've never been myself, but I guess I have to say, you know, it's a bucket. I I get it referenced to every time we go. Have you seen this Beatles Love show? And no, I, ha- I haven't got a chance to see it.
0: Wait, it's tough again.
2: So I have seen it. <laughs> oh, okay. I have
0: seen it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show, maybe a very good show. I don't think that it makes my list of things you have to do. Okay. So like I like if you said to me, hey I wanna go see it see it again, like it wasn't uh it it was a very enjoyable time, but I I think if my only options are bucket or fuck it, I, I gotta go with fuck it. Okay.
3: How about you, Kel? You interested at all?
1: I don't think I am. I no. think if, if I'm going to shell out some, some decent money for a show, I either want to see Celine if she's ever still there, or I want to see J-Lo or somebody like that. Somebody that I actually know the songs and I can stand up and rock out a little bit with. Okay. N- you know, not Beatles aren't really my thing. Okay. My mom would have loved it, though. She was a big Beatles fan. So it's going to be fuck it for me.
2: Okay. That's that's fuck it for me, Jay. Two buckets
3: and one (laughs) mediocre bucket. Here we go again. All right, Callie, one more from you.
1: All right. So on my definite, definite fuck it list, especially for all you guys that have been listening, you're gonna understand why. On my fuck it list is the Paris VIP lounge. (laughs) That is a definite fuck it list. Never wanna go back, never wanna see the security. Never want to deal with those people again. And I, I do hear there is a new sign. I think they, they somebody sent us a picture saying absolutely no backpacks allowed in the lounge. <laughs> they did. They did make a sign specifically for Julian. Um, but you know, good times. Yeah, that's gonna be my fuck it. Yeah, fuck
3: it. <laughs> it's only cheese and
0: crackers. <laughs> fuck it. I think it's a bucket list. I think you have to go. <laughs> I think everybody needs to make a a pilgrimage tonight.
1: With a backpack that says Free Jay.
0: Yeah, Free (laughs) (laughs) Julian. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that qualifies as an attraction. That's a, that's a fuck it for me, Jack. That's a bucket man. That's great. That's
1: great. Everybody with a picture of Julian, save Julian.
3: Well, this has been fun guys. And again, to the listeners, man, if you guys have topics, ideas, I think we're going to make this a part of this show. This has been fun. It brings up great conversations and it actually, for the listeners, Gives them, you know, a better judgment of what we're like. So I think that's pretty cool. And uh,
1: We're all full of shit. That's all.
3: Yeah. Wow. We just
1: enjoy each other's shit.
3: Yeah. That's all. But I do. I have to, I have to again, thank you guys. This has been fun. And again, listeners, if you guys are interested in reaching out with topics for our bucket or fuck it list, definitely reach out to us on Vegas Confessions Pod on both Twitter and Facebook. You can send us an email, VegasConfessionsPod at gmail.com or call the hotline. Five five nine four six one seven four eight eight. So again, we appreciate you guys listening. Do us a huge favor by sharing the episode. Give us an, a review on iTunes or any of your listening platforms you guys listen to us on. We'd appreciate it. It goes a long way and it doesn't cost anything. So again, it's been a pleasure. We will see you guys in two weeks. Until next time. Cheers.
1: Cheers.
0: Cheers. She's still not sure.